0: You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, good
1: evening. This is Mike and this is Kevin. And we're here to uh, show our ignorance. <laughs> Put it all on display. Put it all on display. Everybody gets to look at it. Everybody gets to laugh at it. Yeah. Uh, We've been gone a couple of weeks. I apologize for that. Uh, Family matters required to be gone. But we're back now. We're also trying to decide if we should uh, do an Easter Sunday program in two weeks. That's true. If anybody's got any feedback on that, you might let us know. But uh, in the meantime, we're here. We'll be here next week. We're kind of having a slow internet issue, so... Don't be surprised if we cut out at some point. If we cut out, we'll come back. We try to come right back. We promise. Well, we think we promise. Yeah. Literally. We might do that. Okay. In either case, um, have, have you got anything new and exciting from the last couple of weeks? Anything that's well, it's I've done a lot of bookkeeping. Oh, good. <laughs> Taking over from mom, right? Right. Excellent. I like that. Okay. I've been out fiddling around with people and, and doing some seminars, and, and I'm running into a lot of people that have got 55-degree wheel cuts. I'm seeing a lot of outside right-front tire from a problem that has been here for at least 10 years, and I wasn't aware that it was there. Boy, do I feel like a dummy. Right. Maybe maybe up to 15 Maybe up to 15 or 16 years it's been there. Mm -hmm. But it was only on one brand of truck for a while, and then it was on others, and it wasn't quite as common, but we're seeing it now. So in either case, we will answer your questions, we will listen to your comments, and we will try to guess where the heck you're calling from. We do that. Yeah. So let's look. We got a couple of people up there. Who's the first one? We do have a couple of callers. The first one is the 803 area code. Any guesses?
2: I guess, yeah.
1: North Carolina. Close. South Carolina. All right. Is he there? Is he uh, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> I say he's gone. Okay. You see he's there, I say he's gone. Right. Hello, South Carolina.
3: Hello. Can you
1: hear me? Can you
2: hear me? We, yeah, can, we hear can hear you, hear you now. Hi.
3: Hey, are, yeah, are you... <laughs> yeah, my name's is Steve. Uh, I have a
2: question. Um I have a two thousand seven Freightliner Century. And my right front tire wears out about every 65,000 miles. And it wears on the outside rib, but it's only, like, on one portion of the tire. Now, when I I run my hand across the the tire from the inside out, the edges are sharp. Ah. Hmm. And, uh... And the driver's side tire, I've got it on here, and it's been on for like a 100 and, I guess, almost 130,000
4: miles, and it's smooth all the way across.
1: Okay, now, let's, let, let's talk about the two things that we know of that can cause this, okay? Okay. Going back to when we started all this. Yeah, the, ba- the first thing is, if your drive axles are pushing the truck slightly to the right, and if you have a little bit of extra toe in... Even as little as an eighth of an inch. You will wipe out the right front tire just like you described. Yeah, okay? Now, the first problem with aligning the rear ends on a Freightliner is you got to make sure the rear U-bolts are tight. Because mm-hmm. if right. the U-bolts are loose, the axles kind of walk around and you can't hold it. And on a Freightliner, right. it's easy to judge. You walk behind the truck 10 or 15 feet, turn around and look at the airbags under the back end of the truck... And if they're not straight up and down, if they're leaning in on the bottom, the U bolts are loose. Right. Okay.
2: I've been following that. And I'll check mine. Mine are straight up and down, and I have no abnormal wear on my wide single either.
1: No, no. You won't. Yeah. You won't see any wear on your drive tires. It'll all show up on the steers. The okay, so drive okay. tires are pushing the steer tires sideways. They're not hurting themselves. Okay. okay. Now that's the that's the first thing. Now the thing that we've been discovering recently that is that has really got me excited because I should have known this and I didn't is if you have a 55 degree wheel cut in your front end. Now, you can judge that from the steering wheel. You climb in the truck, the wheels are straight ahead, you start up the engine, turn the steering tire to the r- steering wheel to the right, and count how many turns it turns. Now, if it only goes two turns, you've only got a 40 degree cut. But if it turns two and a half to two and three quarter turns, that extra half a, to three quarter of a turn is leaning the right front tire up on its outside edge The steering arm and the tie rod get in a line with each other, and then the tie rod end joint bounces back and forth like a double-jointed elbow, and the wheel out there wiggles back and forth like a fish on a line and shops the outside shoulder off.
2: Oh, okay. Now, the
1: left front tire doesn't do it because when you're in a maximum left turn and the tie rod end joint would wiggle, the drag link and the steering gearbox are stabilizing the left front tire, so it doesn't do it. It's the one that's on the very end of the steering system that's doing this. Does this make sense? Okay. Yes, sir. All
2: right. I, I wasn't so sure the, if it was tire pressure or, or
1: something like that. Too no, no. Well, if you have a little underinflation, it's going to add to the problem, too. But but the first thing that I would want to do is I would want to check how many turns the steering wheel turns. And if you find okay. you have two and three-quarter on an 07 Freightliner, I'd like you to let me know because I'm gathering data on this right now to try and figure out what the heck's going on. How many of them are there? Okay?
2: Yeah. yeah I saw your post on Facebook. Good. Now, let's
1: say you turn it and it goes two and three-quarter turns. This is a very expensive fix, okay? So get your pocketbook out and be ready. You Uh, have to jack up the front end of the truck and put it on stands, okay? Turn the steering wheel two turns to the right. Then you go underneath the truck and there's a bolt sticking out of the spindle that it would bump up against the axle in a maximum turn. Okay. Break the lock nut loose on it and turn that bolt out until it touches the axle, so that at two turns it can't go any further. Then tighten the lock nut back down. You're all done.
2: Okay. almost like a steering damper on a motorcycle, but I mean, uh, uh, not not damper, but the oh, stop. stops on the on the on the, on the fork. Yeah.
1: That's exactly what this is. It's a steering stop on the spindle. There's one on both sides. Now you can adjust the left side too if you want. <clears throat> but for the tire wear problem, you only need to adjust the right side.
2: Okay. I'll
1: we'll definitely
2: check have... it when I get stopped somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now you still might have an alignment problem. But the feathering right. is a strong right. indication that you have an alignment issue. Well, it's possible, and I've been noticing that as the tires start this outside shoulder wear, it starts a... the tire itself starts pulling itself to the right and creates a little bit of feathered wear. So I want to fix the two and three quarter turn first. Yeah, because it's cheap but, and easy and we know how to do it.
2: But what was concerning me is it's not the whole outside edge wearing out. It's only like about a, a, a foot third. and a half or two. Yeah, yeah, a third. What happens, you know, It makes the front end bounce going bounce
1: yeah, down the road, what, you know? What happens that starts this? And most of the wear occurs when you're actually backing up, okay? You're in a parking lot okay. and you're backing up. Now, when you're driving forward, you have positive caster in the tires. The positive caster, which is the tilt of the bottom of the kingpin forward, puts the weight on the back half of the tire. So when you're driving straight ahead with that trailing weight in it, the tire wants to run true, okay? Okay. When you back up, positive caster becomes a negative caster. And the weight is now on the leading edge of the tire. And like a grocery cart wheel, the tire wants to wobble off of that. I like. So when you're in a parking lot and you've got your tires turned over to the right because you're wiggling your trailer in, that right front tire out there is starting to go the wiggle, woggle back and forth, and it'll start cupping one part of the tire, not the whole thing around, and then it'll just eat its way all the way around the tire.
2: Okay. Makes 100% sense. Thank you, gentlemen, for being on here. I love listening to y'all, and it's just, uh, you know, it, it's it's amazing. I'm glad y'all are here. Thank you, you support.
1: Do me a a favor. When you figure this out, it's a pop a response back on Facebook so I I can gather the data, okay?
2: I I sure will. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Have a good evening. Bye. You too, too. Okay. All right. uh,
1: South uh, Carolina. Yes, that was the guy. Okay. (laughs) One more 55-degree wheel cut. Yeah. All right, uh, another couple of questions. We this do. Next one is eight one seven. Okay. Well, the last one was eight oh three, so we're in the same area, aren't we? Are we? Not? I don't know. Where do you think eight one seven is? Minnesota. Fort Worth, Texas. Texas. Ah, okay. Is he in Texas? He's still in Texas. Yeah, he can't get out of Texas. Texas. It's too far to drive. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's find out what part of Texas he's in. Hello,
4: Texas. Hello. You talking to me?
1: We are talking to you.
4: Hello. Okay. Uh, yes, I am. and in Fort Worth I just now spent the weekend at home and I'm pulling out awesome
1: well you drive safe
4: okay okay I've got a question for you I've got a question Mm -hmm. that's been kind of bothering me for a while Um, I've got a 2000 Mac CX air high suspension on the rear yeah should this thing when it's setting on level ground should the frame be the same height at the front of the truck as it is at the rear No. No. How much slope uh, should there be to it?
1: Well, I've never measured that particular model of truck to know what that slope should be. But I know Kenworths are traditionally built nose up. Peterbilts are traditionally built nose down. It's the way the engineers decide they want to set the truck up. So the fact that it's not level front to back is not a surprise. Okay? Is there a problem you're having that makes you concerned about this?
4: well it's close to 5 inches difference and uh i'm thinking that the way that the truck rides that the uh, i mean the uh, it handles okay and it steers okay but mm-hmm. it it seems like the front springs could be seen better days
1: in other words you think they're too soft
4: i well i think they've lost their arch well, oh, I, I, um, if it's a
1: 2000 truck and it's 2016 and they're the originals, I guarantee you they've lost their arch.
4: Okay. Well, I've only it's only got 700,000 miles on it, but it's probably been a rough 700.
1: Yeah, and they don't owe you a dime uh, at 700,000 miles, do they?
4: <laughs> no, not what I gave for the truck anyway.
1: Right. Uh, right.
4: Am I am I gonna gain anything in ride and and handling if I if I redo the front springs? I, I put the, the big road handler shocks on the front of it. That made a little bit of difference, but not a whole lot. <laughs> what is
1: what is your complaint on the ride? Is it too hard or too soft, or is there
4: some kind well, of action well, you're dealing with? Um, when I slide, I've got a seven foot slide on my fifth wheel, mm-hmm. and I put it right in the middle. I've, I've kind of got a, a the front end beaten, like the no, like the front end's beaten is overloaded. Yeah. If I slide it back. It's like the front end's been picked up off the ground. There's not really a a center median there, you know, if you understand what I'm saying.
1: It it wants to road wander. It floats.
4: Well, no, no. It's either the front end of it is heavy, like it's not supporting the weight like it should, or you slide the fifth wheel back, and it's like it's taking the weight off of the front end.
1: Have you ever weighed it with those two different fifth wheel positions?
4: Yes, there's about 500 pounds difference. I can uh, set an empty, uh, my front axle is 9,500 pounds, and if I slide the fifth wheel forward five notches, I can only get 11,500 pounds on the front end.
1: Okay, so you're never overloaded on the front springs.
4: No. Oh. But, but, but they act when
1: like it. Now, now, you say they act like it. What is it acting like? Are you saying you feel every expansion seam in the road?
4: Well, no, you don't really feel the seams, but it feels like you got your hand on the front end of the truck, holding it down on the uh, against the pavement instead of letting it be able to to move around and cushion the ride.
1: Uh, okay, I, I, I there is the thing about Max—they do have high caster. They do tend to run high caster. Now, my first tendency, if the ride is too rough. And that's the phrase I'm going to use. I'm not sure what your phrases are meaning, but if the ride's too rough, if I feel like I'm pounding down the road on it, I would reduce the caster in the front end of the truck to about two degrees. That smooths out the ride and the truck will handle just fine and it solves a lot of problems. A lot of truck manufacturers want to put extra caster in to make sure it's, it's very stiff and it'll drive exactly where you want, but it's too much caster for a good ride.
4: Okay. Um, now, on a trailer tire, um, mm-hmm. I've got an air ride trailer that I'm pulling that I've rebuilt. I've got one tire on the outside rear that's waving real, I mean, just kind of real choppy waves, right? They're about six or eight inches long, one right after another along the outside of it. Is that a shock?
1: No, it's not a shock. I'd be more inclined to believe that the two tires that are next to each other are not the same brand.
4: Oh, they're both Michelin recaps.
1: They're both Michelin recaps. But they're recaps.
4: And no. they are mm-hmm. older tires. They, they, are were, they... they were recapped at the same time.
1: And, and how do you maintain inflation? Do you have an automatic system or do you do it manually?
4: I do it manually.
1: And I run what kind of... on in them. Uh, okay, 110 is a little more than you need, but that's okay. It's not a spread axle trailer, is it?
4: No, sir. It's a 1991 okay. closed tandem. But it is on okay. uh air ride that somebody has homemade. Made, they they switched it from, from spring to air.
1: Yeah, but it's not if a if factory air ride. Air ride. Was, if the air ride was the problem, it would be getting both tires in that wheel position, not just one. Yeah, there's there's an issue with just one tire. And when you say it's Michelin recaps, do you mean Michelin did the recapping, and they're both different? They were they started out as different models, or were they the same? or uh, they actually Michelin brand casings?
4: They were Michelin brand casings, and they were both recapped at the same time by the same person. I'm, I I really don't know exactly where they were capped. That doesn't matter. If it was Michelin or somebody else.
1: No, that doesn't matter. The they main were, thing I'm they
4: were a matching <clears> set of tires.
1: <clears throat> okay. And and you say this chopping wear is on the outside edge of the outside tire? Right.
4: Yes. Well, it, it goes okay. halfway through the tire.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I'm still coming down to a casing issue. Either the inflation was wrong between those two tires at some point for some reason, or the casings, even though they're both Michelin, they're the not the same model Michelin casings, and they're fighting each other.
4: Okay, so you don't think it would be a
1: alignment or, 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 uh, an alignment issue, or it's not an alignment issue. No, nothing you've nothing you've described there says alignment or or mechanical. Right. If it was a spread axle, there's things to talk about. If it was on the inside edge, there's things to talk about. But what you're describing there really sounds like just a one tire issue. Yeah. Okay.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Back to back to the truck now. If yep. I was to add air ride to the front uh, airbags on the front axle yeah. to more or less smooth the ride out, would that be a good thing or a bad thing?
1: I'd do caster first. It's cheaper and it's easier. You don't have as many complications.
4: Okay. Uh, where would I take that to somebody that would know what, what to do? And the you North, a, North area. Do you, know? you can go to the oil
1: oil medics there in, in Fort Worth. They've got our equipment. They know our, our process. And just tell them you want the caster reduced down to around two degrees. They'll do it. Okay. What company was that? Oil Medics. You can find them on our website, mdalignment.com. Go to the shop locator okay. tab and okay. you can find their phone number and everything and them a call. Is
4: Centromatics part of your group also? Sure is. You bet. Okay, well, I know where they're at. I might go down there.
1: Yeah, go down there and call them first. Tell them you want to reduce the caster and make sure they have no problems with it. They shouldn't, and just reduce the caster to about 2 degrees.
4: No. Okay, now, I just I replaced the stirring box on this thing, and since mm-hmm. we replaced the stirring box, it seems to be uh, I have to fight the power stirring a little bit harder.
1: You might have them look and into that. I. It's, it's not in my field.
4: Okay, well, I didn't know whether it might have been the. The box or the steering, the adjustment on the alignment or something.
1: I doubt it's the alignment. They may have the box too tight, but that's not something I work on. Right.
4: Now, you mean okay. that it, take, okay.
1: it's, it takes more effort to get away from zero? Yes. Hmm. And caster could still have an effect on yeah, that? Yeah, caster's going to have some effect on that, but it also tells me there's a difference in the performance of this box versus, versus the old other, box. Yeah. So, again, I'd have them take a look at it.
4: Well, the old box was pretty well worn out, and it was staggering all over the road all the time.
1: Well, that'd be part of it, it too, then.
4: Yeah. It probably wouldn't be an issue if I didn't have shoulder problems on both shoulders, so.
1: There you go. I appreciate it. You want to steer easier and ride better. Again, I'd go back to caster.
4: Right. Okay. I appreciate it, gentlemen. Not a problem, buddy. Thank you.
1: Mm, Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there was a variety of questions. There was. Yeah, I like this. We didn't even charge him extra for the second one. Yeah, I did. I charged him double. <laughs> you did? Yeah. <laughs> did you write that down on the building. Two you? times zero is zero. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's our next phone cover? Oh, we got 313. Okay. <clears throat> you got a guess? Uh, oh, man. I'll say New York. Michigan. Michigan. All right. You're doing pretty good. You're north when it's north and south when it's south. That's not too bad. Is that how that works? That's how it works. Is he in Michigan? No, he's in uh, he's in Jamaica. He's out. He's out of Michigan. He's, okay, he's I in Jamaica.
2: Jamaica.
1: Hello, Jamaica. What is you? Jamaica. How you doing? Jamaica. <laughs> no, I'm t- coming into Flint. <laughs> oh, he's going to. He you're, is still in. Michigan. You're taking new pipes to Flint. Yeah. Oh, I'm
2: up on 69. I'm headed for Chicago, but I'm up but in I Michigan. See. But my phone phones from down in Detroit. Yeah, I have a question well, well. for you guys. On uh, I got a 2006 International 9900i. Okay. And we run our – I run the, the fifth wheel in the back of the saddle because I find it gives me a better ride. But you yeah. guys are always talking about over-inflating the front tires for racing purposes. I carry 10,500 pounds on my front axle. Okay. I got a set of uh, Bridgestone 583s on the front. Yeah. They're rated for sixty-one uh, seventy-five a tire single at uh, one hundred five psi. What, what size were they? Uh, the eleven R twenty-two fives.
1: Correct. One hundred five would be right.
2: One hundred five will be right. I don't need. Uh, uh, it shouldn't be over-inflating or under-inflating because well, I'm carrying a lot less weight.
1: One hundred five is the correct number for that load on that particular design of tire. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're only carrying 9,000 pounds on the steer axle, did you say? No,
2: 10,500.
1: 10,500, okay. So instead of each tire carrying 6,000 pounds, each tire is carrying 5,000 pounds. And at a 105, you are already overinflated. And as long as you're not having any tire wear problems, I, I my belief is you don't fix what ain't broke.
2: Okay, so if it starts to wear in the center, maybe back the pressure down a little bit.
1: Or add it up. If if it starts wearing the center, add air. Don't cut air out.
2: It starts wearing in the center. Add air. Okay. Correct. Yeah, right now right? they're, they're, they're wearing well. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I heard you guys talk about overinflating whenever you're carrying the full twelve thousand up front for extra protection whenever you're breaking. Correct. Because well, you let's, put a lot let's look more at it. Up let's, there.
1: You're running duels on the rear, aren't you?
2: Oh yeah. It's,
1: okay. And you're running the same tire back there that you're running in the front. It may have a different tread, but it's the same tire, right? Yes. Okay. And in the rear, fully loaded, each one of those tires is only carrying 4,000 pounds of weight. Okay. And how much inflation do you run back there?
2: 95.
1: Okay. And according to the chart, those tires only require seventy pounds to carry the load. So you're overinflating those by twenty five pounds compared to the load chart.
2: Okay, those so I should be chart. I should be running those tires at less pressure then?
1: No, 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 no. It works great. Those tires like extra air. That's my problem, my point is that sixteen of your tires are overinflated and you're worried about overinflating the last two.
2: Okay, I understand now. Okay. Now I got one more question for you. Sure. How important? I pull the same trailer all the time. Mhm. Uh, Twenty years ago, we used to take it whenever we get a new trailer. You take it in and you have it aligned with the tractor. Mhm. Is that still go? Should I be getting well, this trailer aligned up with the tractor?
1: I prefer to align a trailer with a tractor. Whether it's hauling okay. behind the same truck or not, that to me is the best way to align. Is it okay. possible to line a trailer disconnected? Yes, but you lose a certain percentage of accuracy when you do that.
2: Okay. All right. Well, I think I'll spend the extra money. I'll take the truck and the trailer in and have it uh, have it aligned together as a set. Yeah, so particularly is the, trailer, the running only the trailer tra- I pull. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. If you want if you if you're gonna get hearing aids, it's a good idea to have your wife get hearing aids at the same time. Otherwise you're still pissed at each other.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true, true, true. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's great. All I right. appreciate your time.
1: Not a problem, buddy. You have a good day.
2: Thanks for calling. All right, thank you. Bye.
1: Okay. That was Michigan. That was Michigan. Different questions. That's good. Mm-hmm. We still got some more people here. If we want how long have we been doing this? Oh, over a year. No, 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 tonight, tonight. 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 Uh, tonight. Uh, about a half hour. Oh, not too bad. All right. We've gotten through a few. What's yep. the next area code? The next area code is 770. Se- well, I know that one. Yes, I do know that one. Do you know that one?
5: Not offhand.
1: Atlanta, Georgia.
5: Atlanta,
0: Georgia, okay. I
1: got Georgia on my mind.
0: You got Georgia Should on I start the- singing?
1: Uh, what's that? Should I start saying No, you should not. I should not. Okay. <laughs> Is he in Georgia? Is he, yeah. Yeah, he's in Georgia. He's still in Georgia? Yep. Okay. Let's talk to him. Right. Hello, Georgia. Yes, go ahead and sing, man. Oh, <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> Georgia.
4: The whole night through. <laughs> what's up, buddy? That's all right. Hey, what's up, bro? Um, good hearing you guys, man. Thanks for what you you guys are doing. I just Go want back. to ask you a question. If if uh, I, I have a um, 2007 and um, Freightliner Century, and I just want to know if the springs are bad, does that affect the alignment?
1: Yes. It also affects the handling. There's certain expected things that we that we see if you've got bad springs on the steer. That's uh we expect it we expect it to porpoise down the road if you hit a bump. It'll kinda of bounce along. Boop, boop, boop. And we expect a, a sort of a bump steer. Because the, as the as the as the spring straightens, it changes the distance between the the frame and the which the steering box is loc- located on and the steering arm. And it causes the steering wheel to chatter it's a little steering bit. Wheel to move yeah. If you're getting that then you've got a spring that's not holding up.
0: Okay.
2: So, what well, um, is the problem? With is that Well, I I think I have a I
4: think you guys um when when I look at the spring, I um and I look at another truck, I realize that um my springs are flat. So, yeah, they should that's be getting Yeah, you yes. need a curve in the spring. Just like you need a curve in yeah. the woman. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I, so um, is there any particular process in um, putting back the springs on? Should I just go purchase the springs and just have a mechanic put them on? Or sure. Is there both a particular springs, way I should have done it?
1: The only thing that I worry about when they put the new springs in is they should measure from the U-bolt in the axle to the front pin on the leash spring to make sure that the measurement on both sides on both springs is the same distance to the frame so that the axle is in there square before they tighten U-bolts up. Right, and measure both springs to make sure that they're actually the same. Even if they've got the right part number, it doesn't mean... Yeah, you could have two springs that aren't the same. Put them upside down next to each other. Make sure they look the same. Right.
0: Okay, okay. All right? I
1: appreciate appreciate that. You guys have a wonderful night. You do the same, buddy. Drive safe. Okay. Okay. Georgia Georgia. (laughs) Collins. Georgia... The whole night through picked up another What's your points? next one? Okay, the next one is two six two. You got a guess? Do I have a guess? I have an answer. Uh, sure guess. Arkansas. Cheesehead. Oh so Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Right. I'm going up there uh two weeks. I'm going you up know. to Edgar. What? Edgar, Wisconsin. I've trained a train shop. Train a shop in
4: Yep. Yep. Hello. In. In. Yes sir. Hello there. I'm in Oshkosh, by gosh, Oshkosh, by gosh, Hope oh, they yeah. find those funny airplanes. Oh yeah, now I get to sing. I'm on the big lake they call Gitchagumi. all right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i'm I'm the guy with the cab over
3: uh-huh.
4: uh, did all the work, got it all done, yeah. uh yeah. backed into a dock, and I heard a gonk, uh a knock. Uh Uh, From my right ear Which would indicate that it's on my uh, Passenger side And since Uh the axle is behind me It would be coming from the axle area Behind me uh, The knock But I got under there And I kicked and I cussed and I hit And I did everything I could And I couldn't find anything loose
1: And that was the only
4: time you heard the No, Well At low speed every now and then On a sharp turn
1: Yes. Got it. I know what it is. Yep. The spring shackles on your steer axle on the steer axle on the back end of the steer axle where the shackle plates are, they're banging sideways against the frame of the truck. You need to put some washers between the plates and the bracket and the plates and the spring to fill up the gap. So it doesn't pop sideways.
4: it It isn't hurting anything.
1: Right. So the only reason you do it is to get rid of the knocking. Right.
4: Okay. All right. Now, uh, now I did I did leave something out of there, and I don't know if this matters at all or not.
1: Oh, so and, now he's going to give us the rest of the information, huh? <laughs> yeah.
4: Sorry, sorry. Now, now, in all my years of truck driving, I'd never come up against this. But the the the, uh, the shock the shock mount uh, uh, bolt, I've mm-hmm. never had this happen before. It just sheared right off. Would that have caused that? in, uh, no. in that, that steer axle,
1: no? No. What what would shear off the shock bolts is either you pulled it down so far that the shock ran out of travel and it jerked the bolts off, or more likely, you hit a bump and you pushed up on the spring so hard with the bump and you had a shock that couldn't compress enough. And when it went in, right. it hit it and it just sheared the bolt off. So it All tells right. me you have a shock that is the wrong length for your suspension
4: operation. Oh yeah. okay, now, uh, how do I know what the correct length is?
3: Oh boy,
1: you guys want the tough stuff here
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, first no. of
1: all, first of all, if you've got the original model springs and you've got the right size of riser blocks, you should be go, able to go back to the VIN number and they should be able to tell you what shock fits it. But the odds I, are as old as this POS is, you're not going to be able to find that information out,
4: right? I, I, that, that POS is my baby. I understand. <laughs> so the second choice
1: is you load that thing as heavy as you're going to get on the front end so the spring is compressed as much as it can compress. And then you measure from shock bolt to shock bolt to get a dimension. Okay, And then you unload that thing and let it lift as much as it's going to get, and you get that dimension. Now, what you're getting is you've got the closed dimension and the open dimension. And if you go to a shock engineering manual, it will tell you if you have these two dimensions, it wants this much more in reserve, and you buy those shocks.
3: All right. All right. Uh,
4: Have you got time for one more very, very quick question?
1: Yeah, but we're going to triple the price for this one.
4: Right. All right. Uh, just put it on my tab. Got it. Uh, those shock bolts and international told me this, and I know international, they just want more money. Uh-huh. Uh, they they said that those should be changed out every other time I change my shocks. Is that too often or is that right?
1: Well, I've never done that in 40 years, but if you want to go ahead.
4: All right. Wouldn't hurt anything. All right, no, I ain't gonna anything.
1: no, uh, not right. that I know of. Well, international right, family well, has well, a recommendation.
4: Okay. All right. Well, thank y'all very much. Not a problem,
1: buddy. Don't eat too much cheese.
4: <laughs> I won't. Oh, thank you. All
1: right. Bye bye.
4: <laughs> okay.
1: We're getting a variety of questions today. I'm just tickled to death with this. Right now, this one is. It's going to be difficult to find. I suppose we just got to say that this one's calling from Jamaica. Yeah? Because it's 111 111 one, 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 All one? All one. Always.
0: This so is a, some kind of an area.
1: This is the National Security Agency. NSA. NSA. Langley. Yeah. Ah. I wonder what we could help them align. Let's give it a try. They've got a secret fleet of tracks. Yes. Hello, 11111. One, one. Hello. How are y'all? We're doing good. Who the heck are you and how come you got a funny number?
2: Um my name is uh Michael Rutherford and I'm, uh I don't know, I use Magic Jack, so uh
1: <laughs> Magic you know, Jack, yeah, okay, that's cool.
2: All right. Yeah, I guess it's I guess it just really says that I'm cheap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, it has a caller ID blocker. I like it.
2: Yeah, I've been enjoying the calls. hold on one second, let me get my volume sure. up. Sure. Okay. You yeah. Are. Um uh, what happened is um I had a uh well, I still got it actually. It's a it's a, 2001 it's a two thousand one Audi A six, it's the two point seven, the six speed I don't know if y'all are familiar with that car or not. I
1: I'm familiar with the car Because my son owned an S
2: four. Right. Oh, okay. Well it's the same engine. Uh it's uh-huh. got the two point seven, it's got the six feet, it's just, tuned a little bit differently Mm -hmm. oh yeah most definitely um uh, here's what happened man um i was going through a stop sign i had about four of my buddies in my car and um i went through a stop sign about 90 miles an hour i was going a little bit too (laughs) quick and uh i bought a bought yeah i bottomed out and uh busted my oil pan and when i got Uh home i didn't live too far uh when i got home um I noticed that my car was twisted a little, yeah. and I got out and looked at it, and it was twisted up, and I said, well, yep. man, I mean, my oil was just dripping out. I put some J.B. Weld on it and got that fixed up in a heartbeat, uh, <laughs> believe it or not. Mm. I mean, I had to take the oil pan out and put J.B. Weld all over it, but sure. anyways, um, I got back I got back in my car and started driving it, and I realized I was driving at about a 30-degree angle. Yep. Um, <laughs> my steering wheel was straight, my window yep. was straight, but my car was twisted, man. And yep. um, I didn't know what to do. And um, I got pulled over by a cop one time, well, multiple times. And they said, you know, you can't drive your car like that. You got to have, you got to have a uh, clear view right out of the front windshield, now the rear windshield. And I said, yes hey, sir right. I just adjust my mirrors, and and you know, I, you know, I didn't get a ticket or nothing like that, yeah, but. <laughs> 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 My question is: Is how am I going to untwist this car? I mean, I bent the chassis. I reckon.
1: Well, yeah, that's the question. Did you bend the chassis? or Did you bend the suspension components? Okay. And the only way I know of to little that, I believe that
2: chassis. Is in. Pardon? It believes it's
1: the chassis. Why? Oh, I, sorry, I think ahead. it probably is, but uh, yeah. but I'm trying to be nice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if <laughs> in fact <laughs> the chassis Man, is bent, then am telling you, it's going to be. It's gonna to have to go on a frame machine. On a unibody okay. frame machine. And and uh-huh. it, it's it, it's it's gonna be fun getting that thing fixed. And it, it can be done. I used to sell equipment that did that. And so you're gonna want a car liner, well, unibody yeah. frame straightener, or a chief or something like that, and straighten that body back up.
5: It's right. not easy, but got it can be done.
2: I bought the car for about $10,000. I paid cash for it. I was in the military. area. I got out. I got severance bags. It got blown up in Iraq. And, and you've had uh, it I for how long? Outright. How long have you hmm. owned it? Uh, it's 2001. I got out in 2010. So I've had it for about six years.
1: Five, six years. $10,000, uh-huh. uh, 10, um, that's not bad. Uh, if you could get 3000 out of it now, I'd sell the car and buy something else. <laughs>
2: I think so, man. Yeah. I, uh, the thing is, is okay. The initial ten I put into it. Um, right after that, it had about a hundred thousand miles on it, so I went ahead and had the timing belt in that water pump replaced because I knew if and that was probably two grand. It was going to be rent. It, it was at least two grand. It was about twenty five hundred. Yeah, anything you do on an Audi is thousand dollars
1: automatic. I mean, you go in for an oh, oil man, change. I'm telling
2: you, but <laughs> that's why I'm saying I, sell at yeah, yeah, well, that's it shit. I can't see that. Out. It's, it, run, it runs. It runs crooked. I mean, I'll be running it down the road. I mean, it's fast and all, but that gun, man, I'll be racing GTS, and they'll. I'll be looking at them. You know, yeah. racing side them, I'll be
5: staring straight
2: at them because my car's Um The odds are, what's but, wrong?
1: Now, I'm. The more I'm thinking hmm. about this, the more I'm hearing what you're saying. It could be that the frame is not bad but you knocked your rear suspension out of place, and so it's dog tracking.
2: Possible. Yeah, that could be, yeah, yeah, that could be it, too. I, yep. I You know, I don't think, uh, I, I put so much money into it, man. Um, I I don't know if you all know what the KO4 turbos are. They put the KO4 turbo in that S4, and they had the KO3s, it's a twin turbo, so I had to put two of them in there, and that was nine grand by itself. I mean, I've put a bunch of money into this car. I mean, I turned it into a street racing car, at stage two. I got stage
1: two. Go get yourself, get yourself uh, my, a tape measure. Get yourself a tape measure. Yeah. Drive the the vehicle up straight and park it on a decent concrete surface. Take the tape measure and measure from the back edge of the right front rim to the leading edge of the right, right. rear rim. And then do the same thing on the left side. And be willing to bet, it's going to be longer on one side than the other. And I think that's where your problem is.
2: Huh? Here, here's, here's where the real problem is. Mm-hmm. Um, my front left tire goes flat all the time, and I don't know. I'm assuming. I mean, it's because of, of, um, yeah. Most definitely, uh hey, we got some tires that, we can sell you. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I got I got aluminum alloys on there right now, pretty nice. But uh, yeah, we got some nice what aluminum alloys. Winter,
1: winter winter tires uh, that man, came I'm off not, of that
2: a- S four. I'd like to sell. I I think you're gonna find
1: that yeah, you man, I, back that place.
2: Yeah, uh, man. I'm telling you, here's the real issue: is I have to put a spare tire on that front left all the time. One mm-hmm. time, I got out. I got out. I got out to jack my car up. Uh, my baby was in the back seat with me, mm. <clears throat> and uh, that spare tire was flat. I mm-hmm. said, "Oh no, we was out in the middle of nowhere." Uh, Where are you at? Well, I didn't have. I didn't, I'm in Alabama. Mm. Yep. Uh, yep. And um, yeah, so um, I didn't have any fix a flat, and I said, "Well, I know how fix a flat works." You just put that on the stem. You push the button and it fills her up. So what yep. I did was I got my baby out and I put my baby's butthole right on that stem and I squeezed <laughs> my baby's belly and I filled that I filled that tire with baby diarrhea. And man, it's been running good ever since. I, I swear it. I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, I I never thought you could you know run tires with baby diarrhea in them, but hell, I mean it's working. So I mean, and and I'm assuming that's probably. That's probably why it happened because I got the baby diarrhea in there. Every time I, um, I, it did go flat one time, and baby diarrhea, it went everywhere. Well, I tell you what, sir, I I appreciate the
1: call, and this is this is a lot of fun. But we need to talk about truck stuff because that's who we are.
2: Yeah, we've got some more callers. You have yourself a good day. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, I'm, go, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go choke some baby diarrhea and probably you know do some, do some right, stuff you know, like that. that. So I appreciate you taking my call. Bye. Bye.
3: <laughs> right. Jerk
2: my dick, Jerk my dicks, Jerk my dicks
1: That's the weirdest call we've gotten in a year.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh, so all
1: right. Who we got now? Okay. nine one four. Nine one four. Any guesses? Oh uh, that's Familiar. I'm completely out. Oh, it's New York City. Uh, well, it's New York anyway. New York. Everything's in New York City. Okay. <laughs> it, everything
3: is New York. Yes. Yeah.
1: Let's see what we got. Nine one four. Hello, nine one four.
3: Hello, nine one four. What's going on?
1: We're doing good. How you doing?
3: All right, pretty good. I got a question for you. I got a um an R V on a two thousand and eight Columbia chassis. Okay. And uh-huh. if I switch, it has a single axle in the rear. So if I switch to single wides, take the dualies off and go to single single wides. Yeah. Does, does spring suspension change at all? or um, No. No, nothing changes.
1: Nothing changes, but make sure you go to zero offset
3: rims. Zero offset. Now, who am I trusting yep. on this conversion? The tire shop, the dealer, or who do, how do I even go about michelin do i ask that? how do i know what i'm picking, picking
1: up the brake stuff you, you just tell them you want zero offset rims take okay. the duels off put the zero offsets on buy the tires you want and you're done and that's it okay that's and it. get another you wheel
3: alignment up front do i need another wheel alignment you don't know
1: the, no changing tires doesn't change your alignment no this is just okay. a simple the only reason to do this is to lower the weight and an issue. to get fuel economy. fuel economy those are the two things that you're supposed to get out of single wides. right so it's not, hand- is that what you're trying to do yeah
3: and handling maybe go we'll
1: handle you're not going to get any it's not going to improve handling any yeah. no nope. change there no nope, there's not enough change in there to put any money on there the only two things is is to reduce the weight so you can carry more load and to get better fuel economy
3: Reduce weight and carry more okay i sure, okay. So it might not be worth doing. Okay. Right. Okay? All right, got All right.
1: Thank you. you have a good day. Well,
3: right.
1: oh, that was a simple one. That was simple. I like simple. Get to the core of the issue. What I am simple. We got another guy.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, I hope yeah. he does an audi no, Well, I don't know if he does <laughs> But it's a 256 area. 256? 250? 250. What do you think? Uh. Mm. Where was the Audi guy from? What? Where was the guy Audi guy from? The Audi guy was from Alabama. This is Alabama. I, I wonder if he's got an Audi. I don't know. <laughs> Hello, Alabama.
5: Yes. You got me. Yeah. You don't yeah, have an Audi, do yeah. you? Guys, uh, no, sir. I don't. uh oh, I, I'm not. I'm a little different than the other Alabama guy, but uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing, and I do on the Common Man's Guide to Alignment. And uh, cool. I have a uh, 2000, uh, your first caller might have answered my question or my first question, but I have a 2000 2000 Kenworth, and I have the outside uh, tire wear, as he did. Uh-huh. And um, like I said, I haven't had a chance to check my number of turns like you explained okay. to him. But I have had a uh, full suspension rework, and uh, I've been driving this truck since '08, and I've always had that outside uh Wear and like I said, I had kingpins, bushings, mm-hmm. tie rod ends. I even mm-hmm. had the rear suspension redone, and still have the same tire wear pattern. Mm-hmm. So I took it back to the people that done uh, the uh, three axle alignment, and he said, "You have a bad tire." And I said, "Well, I don't think so, you know." But uh, so I put another tire on that came back with the same wear, and it's still yep. that. That was a few years ago, but yep. uh, still got the same problem. So. Uh, you think it could be the uh, two and three-quarter turn that's causing uh, the problem? I have a high,
1: the high probability that that's what's doing it. I haven't I haven't heard of Kenworth doing it all the way back then. Yes, I have. I got an 08. T T2000. I got an 08 Kenworth.
5: You got an 08 Kenworth.
1: Yeah, yeah, a T2000 is not a 2000-year model. What no, year model no, is it your it truck?
5: Is a 2000. It, it is a 2000-year model.
1: And to the, when it, so it was a brand new T two thousand with a new two hundred suspension.
5: I wouldn't doubt that they went to a high wheel cut if they. They might have. Yeah, I would. I well, would now, definitely want well, to know it. Now, when I converted, I converted to the uh, AG four hundred from the two hundred, and I've done all this in two thousand twelve. Yeah. Excuse me,
1: but that's but okay. that's just the rear okay. end. That's not the front end. Right, uh, dude.
5: but we've done uh, we've done a Lama, and, the you know, one of the reasons I did it was because of that right tire wear on, right. the, you know, the right side, the outside. So uh, mm-hmm. while I was in there, uh, the truck had always set low on the driver's side, and I asked him to check the springs. And he, when I went to pick the truck up, he said the spring was fine. But uh, I later uh, ordered the big road uh, shocks, and uh, mm-hmm. the guy asked me to measure the, the distance from the frame to the spring. And uh, I did that, and I had about an inch shorter on the driver's side. So would mm-hmm. that seem to you like a spring maybe it was weaker on the driver's side?
1: Not necessarily. Kenworth is the only manufacturer that gives you one-inch thick blocks or half-inch thick blocks that you can move from above the spring down below the spring to level the truck. And okay. And you could just have the different number of blocks one side to the other, loosen the U-bolts, jack it up, move the block down, and level that thing up. Uh, that, okay, that well, doesn't that...
3: Get me
1: That doesn't get me excited at all.
5: It has always looked like it leaned to the driver's side, you know, said sure. lower on the driver's side. But, uh, well, I had one other question. I have a, a 2014 Tempty uh, hopper bottom trailer. I bought it new yep. in uh, May of 14. that has Bridgestone 197 tires. And I mm-hmm. have a mix of sti- steel insides and aluminum outside. Every okay. shoulder on these tires wears to the outside shoulder. And uh, the outside tire wears just a little more than the inside. It's wearing just a little harder, but every at every four corners, they're all wearing to the outside. The, what does that sound like to you? Now, 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 I want to
1: make sure I understand what you say. Wearing to the outside, does that mean the inside of the tire closest to the frame is what's wearing the worst?
5: No, it's the outside. That's that's toward the outside of the trailer. Um, both I tires, see. you know, the the duels. Uh, yeah. But okay. But it, there uh, but is it's the, there is the. the, the go ahead.
1: There is an axle available that sometimes people get that's called a cambered axle. In other words, the, the axle bends up in the middle, and the idea is when you load the trailer, it will push it down, and the axle will be square then. Okay? Okay. The problem is if you have a cambered axle and you run empty any amount of the time, it's going to be leaning on the outside tires, and they wear faster. So you want in order to find out you want to measure camber empty and measure camber loaded and see what's going on. Yeah now do you okay. you, you okay. won't you won't have a level that you could use, would you? Uh I do have a level. Okay. A bubble level or a digital? Really? Bubble. Bubble, okay. So yes. you could you could empty the trailer. You could park it on a surface that's relatively flat. You can put the level up against the side of your trailer tires. Now you don't want it right in the middle where it'll be against the bulge of the tire. You're going to want to be in front or behind the bulge, you know what I mean?
5: Okay, yes.
1: And so you got a vertical and you get the bubble and you see where it is and let's say it says the top of the tires out a little bit. Now that could be that the top of the tires out or could be that the floor you're on is sloped a little, right? Right. So you take the level to the other side of the same axle, put it against the other tires. And if it also says it's top out, well, you do have a cambered axle in. Right.
5: Okay. Okay. Well, we do run about, I'd say, maybe 20% empty. And when I'm loaded, I'm right at 80,000. And sometimes we go north of that. In Alabama, we can run two lanes with 88,000. Sure. And uh, so so it, it could be the, maybe the empty miles, as you said. And it could, right. it's the
1: cambered axle, that could be the whole deal.
5: Yeah. Okay. Something to deal with. Okay. All right. Hey guys, now, going
1: back, now, going back to that camera, the, the right side seemed like it's it's down a little bit. Left it, side. Uh, left side? Left side's down,
5: right? Dra- dra- driver uh, side.
1: Driver side. Driver yeah. Okay. Let's say it, the, the driver side's down. If you stand behind that track and look at the cab and the cab's leaning to the left, and yeah, but yeah. the rear cross member of the vehicle is leaning to the right. You got a twisted frame. And you got yeah. a twisted frame. Okay. But if it's been like Never that, but it's been it. like that since new.
5: Well, I don't. If that's 16 years ago. I mean, has it
1: been like that for 16 years?
5: Right. Uh, uh, well, I acquired the truck in '08. Right.
1: And, okay. Uh, so yeah. So that's a legitimate thing to look at. The back end of the truck, where the taillights are, the cross member there. When you're standing behind the truck and it's on a decent surface, if the cab's leaning to the left and that cross member's leaning to the right, you got a twisted frame.
5: Right. All right. All right. Well, hey, I will check that. I appreciate it. I've only got 1600000 on here, so uh, oh, hell is this was thinking. In? Right, right. Just getting to move. I guess we're getting loosened up, huh? Hey, I appreciate you guys. Have a good night.
4: All right. You do the, the same. Control.
5: Bye. All right. Bye. How much, All
1: right. how much time we've been doing this?
5: Oh uh, well,
1: we got less than ten minutes. Well, we've run out of questions. Well, we have run out of questions, and I've run out of ideas. <laughs> I've run out of ideas here. Oh, there's another question there. Okay, we got another. Yeah, we got who is a, this? There. Who is this? Eight minutes and where is he at? Nine zero four. Nine zero four. That sounds familiar. I go with Texas. Florida.
0: Florida.
1: Is he in Florida?
0: Uh, yes, he's, yes, still, in
1: he's still in Florida. All right, let's talk to him. All right. Oh, we
0: got two. Questions.
1: We got so another one now. Look at that.
2: Florida? Are you <laughs> headed to Jamaica? No, no, no. And I'm not a one, one, one area code either.
4: Ah. okay.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> What's
2: up? Uh, is there different, or if I, if I want to buy springs for the front of the truck, is there different qualities of springs, or how would I know who has the highest quality of springs for the front end of a truck?
1: That's like trying to figure out who has the best tire.
2: Well, I know when you go to Peterbilt, well, we can say one for Packard for twice as much, or we can say the same thing for half the price. And I would much rather have the better spring. I'm not sure how to determine which one would be the better one, or how many spring manufacturers there are.
1: You know, I just I just worry about it. I I don't like the stuff that's coming out of China. I wouldn't that's buy I wouldn't buy an import spring, right? If right. if you've got a spring made in the USA. And you get two of them, and you put them upside down next to each other, and you put a dowel pin through the front pin where the leash springs would bolt to the front of the truck, and you got them upside down next to each other, and the center pins are in the same spot, and they're both the same height, I'd put them in the damn truck. Yep.
2: Okay. Well, that's that's what I did. But now, you know, a couple years later, truck's leaning to the left. I don't know. I mean, when you park sometimes on unlevel ground, sometimes the left front or right front can be off in a hole. And I didn't know if the truck would... Want warped frame just by sitting with a load? No. Of the car no. Hook, uh, uh, no. Here's uh, here's the way a frame right
1: Here's the way a frame gets twisted. You back into a downslope loading dock. The truck's straight out. Well, the fifth wheel plate handles that difference in angle. But then they tell you, no, you got to turn the truck sideways because you're blocking a passage. Well, now the truck's sitting on flat ground. The trailer's sloped downhill. The fifth wheel doesn't pivot sideways, so the back end of your truck is bending to the right. The weight of the engine is pulling the front of the truck to the left. If you leave it there for three hours, you got a twisted frame.
2: Okay. Now, this is a stinger, so I don't know if that would come close to having the same problems or not.
1: Oh, yeah. They'll all have that problem. Now, the way you check it is like we described to the guy earlier today. Pull the truck up without the trailer on some decent surface. Look at the back of the cab and look at the back cross member. If they look like they're parallel to each other, that's fine. But if the cab looks like it's leaning left and the cross member looks like it's leaning right, you got a twisted frame.
2: Okay, I can put a level on it. check that.
1: Nah, level's too too fussy. Just yeah. stand back and look at it, you'll be able to tell.
2: Okay, now yeah, but, uh, the body shop told me just put a block underneath the left front, a one inch block, and it would straighten it out. Now I wasn't sure if I'd yes. one side.
1: Blocking one side's fine. If you're standing at the back and both the crossmember and the cab are both leading just a little bit to the left, put a block underneath it, level it. No big deal. Okay.
2: okay. That was my question. And If I got a weak spring, then my next set of springs I purchase, I would like to be able to buy a premium set. I'm just not sure where you would find premium springs, though.
1: Well, you you get your best springs from the dealer, your most expensive springs from your dealer.
2: Right. Yeah, well, that's where I got it from. (laughs) Well, they want to. I don't the, think uh, springs uh, are
1: the issue, though. Yeah, I don't think the springs are the issue. I think you got a frame issue. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Appreciate it. You bet. Have a good day. Thanks for calling. You too. Thank you.
1: All right, we got one more. Yep. Let's do one more. What is it? Eight oh three. Eight oh three. That is Jamaica. Well, eight oh three. This guy just called earlier. It's South Carolina. This is the same one. Same guy. Yep. He's got a question. He came back with another question.
3: Listen to all these guys. Uh, the gentleman that had the century like mine that was talking about the springs, uh, most of the centuries
2: come with those one-and-a-half leaf springs. Yes. And and mine broke yeah. back in uh, 2011, my driver's side, and I put the dual springs in. Right. That, that won't affect any of my uh, – Alignment or anything? Will it?
1: Nah, nah. One of other things. As long as the axle is square to the front of the truck.
2: Okay. But yeah, I just let that guy know that you know the one and a half springs will ride a little softer. Yep. But I, I, I put the two two double springs in, and it seems like it. I've had no problem with it now.
1: And it doesn't ride uh, that much worse, does it?
2: Oh no, no.
1: Yeah, that's I what got, I thought. Uh, one million
2: one hundred forty-one thousand on this uh, on this cat. Uh, engine cool. and plane, so it's doing a good job. Again, thank good you. I I'd throw that in in case that guy wanted to get double frame. you know, double of, uh one half
1: I appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. Bye mm, bye. Thanks for calling. That was a good deal. Coming back with information. Yep. Well, folks, it's been fun and it's been real, but it ain't been real fun. So we're going to quit. Yep. And we'll be back next Sunday night. Next Sunday. night. And at that time, we'll probably do a survey to see who thinks we ought to do it on Easter Sunday night. Yeah. yeah, That'll be the question we'll ask everybody. Is anybody going to be listening on these? Is, so, are you trying to get away from your family on right. Easter Sunday at 8 right. o'clock?
0: Is that time? Yeah. Okay. All Thank right. you all. Have a good week.